Hello and welcome back to Weeknight Hero. As always, I'm your GM, Evan. And I'm Christopher. So we're going to continue with the solo mini-series that we have going on that's devoted to each individual character. So uh, this will be Christopher's. So I wanted a series that gets to the heart of Christopher's character because he often takes a background role in our main series because you have Caesar and Katie who are very outgoing and like really like to get involved in the action and you are very very intelligent but you don't often outwardly show what you're thinking and what you're feeling Mm -hmm. right so I think this would be a perfect opportunity to get to know you and your character outside of the insane disasters that happen in Wonder City well, that's probably because my character is more mysterious anyway, since they don't have like a set background, like a knowable story. So you did have some ground rules that your powers are based in magic, mm-hmm. right? And that we will be discovering your identity as we go through the storylines here in your solo adventures. Mm-hmm. So let's start that off with answering one big question that I know that I had and the other players had when you came to Wonder City uh, why you came in the first place. Caesar lives there works there mm-hmm. and Katie is going to college there she's in university studying for her PhD but you were there searching for something so uh, do you have any idea what that could be? Um, not really. I'd say that I probably woke up in the middle of nowhere with little recollection of who I am and why I'm in the city to begin with. Okay, so I know that initially you said that you detected some kind of presence in the city. Mm -hmm. So we're going to go into a story as to exactly what had led you here. Okay. So this one is called Escape Clause. We're going to start the story with... A bit of like a like a meta narrative, let's say, because I know Caesar wants everything hard boiled, and Katie wants everything very uh, interpersonal mm-hmm. and crazy for her to do crazy stuff in. But yours will give yours like a like an era of the occult. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna start that with this. <laughs> <laughs> with tarot cards. So we'll do a we'll do a quick reading. How do you feel about tarot cards, Christopher? Um, as my character or in reality? In both. In reality, they're dumb. Uh-huh. <laughs> and tell you nothing about you. It's like horoscopes. Um, and then my character again, since I have some sort of um, let's say magical sense, I would probably at least be a little bit more inclined to believe in what's the. What's happening in tarot you card could readings. be drawn to the probability aspects of tarot cards. Well, it does just kind of give you a possible future. Well, in truth, they're very general. But let's say uh, for your for your meta narrative, they're kind of uh, they they tell the truth. Okay. So who's uh, doing this reading? Some uh, old woman. Let's draw the cards. So I drew five cards, and lay them out on the table. And so we're gonna flip them over. So the first one is the fool in an upright position. Mm-hmm. Second one, the second one is the five of swords in an upright position. Mm-hmm. 
The third one is the moon, also upright. The fourth one is the eight of cups in a reverse position. And the final one is justice in an upright position. Okay, so I'm not supposed to know what that means, right? She's supposed to tell me what that yes. means? Yes, I'm going to tell you based on what you want in your life. It's if there's, I'm going to do a cold reading and determine whether or not, is there a, is there a Mary in your life? Someone right, begins so, with M. So this is a, this is a homeless woman who's a charlatan yes. trying to get people to believe. We'll, we'll say that you pass a, a, a woman on the street and she says she'll tell you your future. So she pulls out these cards and you're... For some reason, I picture her being like blind, even though clearly she wouldn't be able to see the cards. <laughs> well, she can see you with magic. Okay, there you go. <laughs> and so she goes and she says that the fool is a blank slate. So you're a fool in the fact that you are ignorant, but in your ignorance comes freedom and possibility. Okay. So tabula rasa. Five of swords. Okay, John Locke refers to conflict, disagreements, competition. So whatever you're interacting with in this first scene is meant to break you down. Mm -hmm. So this, this first arc is all about conflict. The second is the moon. So the moon represents madness, illusion, mm -hmm. inner turmoil, and the lies and deceits that you tell yourself. Okay. And the others tell you. So literally lunatic. Yeah. Got you. The Eight of Cups in reverse refers to aimlessness, failing to make a decision, and trying again. Okay. The final one is the justice. That is fairness, community, and a willingness to build up in a uh, greater sense. Okay. a greater purpose. And so what, is, what does all this mean to your life? <laughs> I like the fact that you're like, so how is this going to work in the story? Yeah, Good how question. is this going to work into the story? I don't know. We'll have to figure it out. Well, you are the fool because... Well, that's what you just said. And so you have a recurring nightmare. Okay. For the next week or so. And you're always taken to this house. Mm -hmm. And it's an uh, old rancho-style house. You are locked in this house, and it's a honestly a manor, really, so okay. there's even multiple floors to it, and the inside of it seems winding and long and confusing, okay. and it's meant to disorient you. What's the name of that house in California where that crazy woman built a bunch of... The Winchester House? The Winchester House. Is it like that, where there are like doorways and... Hallways that lead to nowhere yeah. and that drop off the side of the house. Yeah, so uh, your senses seem to fail you in this situation. Mm -hmm. And so there's something about it is both eerie and disorienting. Okay. All right, so in this dream, you are trapped, basically. No amount of trying to wake yourself up helps you. Okay. And while the house is old and vacant mm -hmm. right there's still stuff everywhere in here mm -hmm. so it's um is there anything that you can try to do to oh so i'm okay so i'm but i'm in a dream i can figure out like just my bearings of where these things go so any of these like hallways and um 
doorways? Do they lead anywhere, or am I going to be back in the same room no matter where I go? As you walk around, it always seems to lead you, lead you back to the same room. Are there any identifying pieces of information in this room that so, I can like look for? It is a study. Okay, so there are books in the study? Yes. What kind of books does this hypothetical person have in their study? Well, it's a dream world, so... Is it just a bunch of scribbles? Is no, it like I... if you were in like a dream, you wouldn't be able to really read, probably? Yeah, I was just going to say it's that effect in dreams where you're unable to read anything because mm -hmm. your rational mind can't create a word system that you can read in a dream. Well, if this is based on a real place, or even if it isn't based on a real place, uh, if this is a dream, if this is my dream, I should be able to theoretically do whatever I want, right? Mm -hmm. So um, let's try to see if I'm in my own dream or if I'm in someone else's dream, like Inception, mm -hmm. by, um, I don't know, uh, I'm going to try to break through a window or I'm going to try to like fly or I'm going to try to do something super weird that only I would be able to do in a dream. Am I going to hurt myself? Is this going to be real? What, well, let's uh, let's roll for it. So let's jump out a window. Okay, perfect. So with in a roll of eight plus your immensely high perception skill of mm -hmm. ten, right? You're just as good as Caesar with reading people and reading situations. Uh, your magic awareness activates, and so you both see through the illusion, right? Okay, and understand that this is a magical feeling. Okay. Uh, I don't know how you would perceive magic mm -hmm. as a character. Um, how, how, how do you think you'd perceive it? I don't know. I feel like it would be um, some sort of weird... It's like what they do in movies. It's like a weird glow. It's like a weird, I don't know, apparition of little particles and stuff, probably. The Elan Vital? I don't know what that means, so I'm going to say sure. Yes, okay. <laughs> well, you see, you, so everything about this room gives off this this magical feeling and as you push through you, you understand both that it is a dream okay and that it is magical it it tries to push you back through mental trickery okay there's something in your brain that makes you feel like it's gonna be real so okay. hard this is like Doctor Strange this is like nightmare yeah okay so so you have to you push back those feelings. Okay. Right? And you remember your... That I'm technically... What? Am I asleep? You are asleep. Okay. All right. So am I trying to wake myself up now from this dream? Mm -hmm. Okay. The way you looked at me right now, I was like, wait, I, this is a dream, though. I'm just inhabiting this magical place. You remember the litany against fear. And so you push past these feelings and you manage to break its hold on you, and so you're able to exit the building. Mm-hmm, okay. And so would you like to flee? Uh, yeah. All right, so as you do that, you everything in the dream realm collapses in on itself, and you wake up exhausted, but in the real world. Okay. And so are you, uh, how are you feeling about that, Christopher? So my initial feeling would be of relief, but that I would want to figure out where this is coming from. Like how how this person or object or thing was able to let me inhabit this this dream and 
basically make me almost oblivious to the fact that I'm in a dream. Mm-hmm. It was a malicious force that had uh, put itself on you. And so you are going to take a look at that. In fact, I'm glad you did really well with that because you weren't able to use magic in that point in time because you weren't able to move your hands. Oh, well, then I'm lucky that I didn't try to just jump out the window. Yeah, you could you could have died. <laughs> what killed you was your fear of falling. Mm. So we can move on to the very next scene. And so that's going to be... So waking up the next morning in Wonder City, you're going to go about investigating this nightmare that you have going on mm-hmm. because you know that there's a malicious force behind it. Okay. And you know that it's tied to the reason why you're here. Okay. Right? Let's say they give off the same general feeling in you. So that this makes your hand sweat. So this house that exists presumably somewhere Mm-hmm. Um, is it a real place? As in, like, can I find if there's a house like that in Wonder City or if realm in Wonder uh, City somewhere? Yeah, so you can do that by using your investigation skill um, or you can wing it with your probability powers. I honestly thought you were going to say I could just look it up in, like, a library, go to a library, do some research. You can't go to the library and do some research. Also be investigation skill. Um... Let's try the power first and see if the probability is in my favor or not before we rely on investigation. So they're kind of conjoined together. So we'll we'll do the investigation check. Okay. And then we'll use your power. Unless you want to go for weirdness magnet. <laughs> no, okay, so we'll do investigation first and then we'll see if uh, it is if successful or not. Weird. Yeah, exactly. Uh, 19. Okay, perfect. So you have some pretty skilled level in, in your intellect. I don't think you have any investigation skills, so we're going to rely on that. Okay. But that's more than enough to pass a DC 10 okay. investigation check. So you can go to the public library, since you brought it up. Uh-huh. And because it's a historical building, they're going to have more information on it. So, it, so you go through, you do lots of research. All those microfilms. Going through old books and old documents. Okay. And searching for the relevance. And you pull up information on a historical building in Wonder City called the Wilkins Estate. Okay. So it was a former it was a former ranch where a family had lived of the Wilkins and so because they were Mormons, they had kept they the Mormon church keeps an incredibly detailed record of who lived there. Yeah, genealogies and... Yep, so that took place in, I don't know, 18... Whatever. Yeah, 1820, 1830. I'm not a historian. I don't know if that's perfectly accurate, but I'm just saying it's an old-ass building. Okay. And so now it's a historical site because it's one of the few still-standing structures in Wonder City. Okay, so when I look at this building, like even in a library book or on microfilm... Does it resemble the house that I was stuck yes, in? Yes, yes it okay. does. So as you're doing that, I'm going to uh, introduce a complication mm-hmm. to this, and we're going to do weirdness magnet. Okay. So just odd things happen because of your inopportune manipulation of probability on the, on the world. Okay. So 
as you do that and you're going through all the documents, let's say that the power goes out just randomly okay. and it turns off all the, your microfiche and your computers. <laughs> what? what? What did you say? Your microfiche. Microfiche? Yes. What the hell is a microfiche? You know what that is. It's, uh, it's where they keep old newspaper. What the hell? You don't know what microfiche is? I know what microfilm is. Is the microfiche the thing that you, like, use to read it? Yeah. Why did you say it like that? You said it like you were German. Microfiche. It's a microfiche. Okay. All right. So, uh, so... (laughs) (laughs) I'm not weird. You're weird. I've never heard anybody say microfiche. You know about entropy, but you don't know about microfiche? I'm not that old. I haven't used microfilm before. <laughs> Entropy's older than microfiche. Entropy is infinite. <laughs> so the power goes out. Um, everything in that room turns off. And then when it flips back on due to emergency generators, you and these other two people get up. And you're like, what the hell? I lost all my work. Mm-hmm. And you notice them and they introduce themselves as... Yeah, Give me some names. Give you some names? Yeah, give me two Are they males? male names. James uh-huh. and um, Connor. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, those are white names. Yeah, I don't know. Where do you... <laughs> well, it's, it's Phoenix. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. It's pretty white. So, James and Connor introduce themselves. Yeah, they want to make pancakes later and... Go hang out and play video games. Yeah, yeah. This makes no sense to anybody. Incomprehensible. It does Tom Segura. Um, so they introduce themselves and they explain we were looking up the same thing because we're amateur ghost hunters. Oh, okay. Like the Ghostbusters. Yeah. All right. They say what? A, what a coincidence. So which I've never heard of as a character because I have amnesia, so. <laughs> and I'm from somewhere else you're, most likely. Yeah, your character oh, and you know different things, and so they're like, "Oh, really?" You say, "Oh, that's really interesting." So they point out that there's a haunted history in that house because it was eventually left abandoned because the area around it, the farmland, mm-hmm. dried up. Cows died. Oh, God. And so... Is it cursed? Is it cursed land? It might be cursed land, so the Wilkins had to leave. Oh. They ask if you want to come along. Okay. Because you seem to have the same interest in the paranormal as they do. I will get in a van with strangers. Okay, Uh, sure. Well, you now remember, you do have your newest power that you got from improving your skills from the last one, Attack of the Cleaning Robots. Yep. But... We're going to use your other power, which is your innate ability to sense the probability in others. Okay. So, do you want to... What is that called? Visions of Fortune. That's it. Visions of Fortune. I couldn't remember what it was. From Mutants and Masterminds Power Profiles, 3rd edition, it allows you to generally sense Mm -hmm. the good luck and bad luck in... A person when you when you meet them and you take the chance to take a look at them but we'll say that you take a look and you see possibility okay right so do you want to roll for a possibility sure all right do I have to roll once yes 15 okay perfect so you take a look at them and in the chaotic swirl of mm-hmm. these intuitive calculations that you do in your head of probability you see that they are 
a mix of good and a lot of bad luck. Oh. Oh, okay. It's, it's, there's like the, They're going to die in this house, aren't they? The sword of Damocles is hanging over them, Christopher. So, do you still want to go? Yes. So. Of course <laughs> I do. Of course I do. Yeah. I am a hero. <laughs> what is it? Oh, so do you want to stop? No, I'm good. All right, so with that, I'll give you your hero point. So, we move the scene on mm -hmm. to... So you, James and Connor, go and you make like a 45-minute drive over to the Wilkins estate mm -hmm. because it's a historical building. It's protected and taking place uh, after they've already got the permit to go in after hours, you know, film their little ghost show. Mm -hmm. And we'll say they did all the hard work before you got there. Okay. How convenient. And as you go in, right, sun setting, it's already starting to get dark. And it's that perfect level of evening where you can't see shit anymore. Okay. It's where night blindness kicks in. <laughs> and as they go up to the door, they're like, okay, well, they gave us the keys. They said we can be in here all night. Just don't break anything. Don't all mm -hmm. the standard historical stuff. Right? Okay. Just, you, just sit in the room and do seances and shit. So you go in there. Do you go in along with them? Too afraid to? They have bad luck. <laughs> Just you, you said that when I looked into their futures, I saw that they have very bad luck. I think I should be the one to go in first. Well, they, they all want to go in together. Okay, great. We're going to hold hands and walk in together. Okay, perfect. So you hold hands <laughs> and you enter the building. Uh -huh. And the malignant presence okay. is all around you. Okay. Is it overwhelming? It's Yeah, it's getting, getting to be overwhelming. Okay. So the malignant presence is all around you and it's overwhelming. Okay. And once you enter the door, they say, all right, well, we're going to go ahead and set up in this other room. And so James steps aside. He's the technical guy. Mm -hmm. And he says, okay, well, I'm going to go in and we're going, I'll set up in this room. So you guys take a quick tour of the building. Okay. And then we'll decide on what, what spots we want to go in. You and Connor split off from James. Okay. And you this take, is already not looking good for James. Yeah, you already you start taking your little look around. Okay. And we'll say you go through one room, then another room. I'm gonna find the study, aren't I? That I was in, trapped in. No, uh, well, well, hold on. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> so you go. So you go through a couple rooms, and he's just like, "Oh, this is good. This is good." You guys go upstairs, and as you go upstairs. The stairs seem never-ending. Okay. So you go up at least 30 or 40 steps. We're okay. still not up to the second floor. Uh-huh. Go up another 30 steps. Exactly like that. <laughs> and you go further and further up, but it doesn't end. Okay. This is Super Mario 64? Yes. The endless stairwell? So how do you overcome an endless stairwell, Christopher? How do I overcome it? Yes. Oh, using magic? It's an illusion, probably, right? Because in reality, there aren't endless staircases. Mm -hmm. So it's got to be an illusion. Want to do a power step? Yeah. So let's see if there's a way of breaking this quote-unquote illusion or spell. Okay, well, we'll roll for insight first. So we'll look to see if you can see past this illusion. 
So you rolled a 9 combined with your 10 for insight. You typically would be able to see through any kind of illusion, but there isn't one. The house itself seems to contort its physical form okay. in order to continue to produce stares. So this isn't an illusion. Is this house alive? In Not like in the traditional sense, but is it like a... Does it have a will? <laughs> it does have a will. Constantly get them confused. Would you like to perform a power stunt in order to break the, the spell on you? Yes. All right, so you're going to craft a new power. It's going to be touch-based, uh, broad, nullify magic, which is sounds like a spell-casting term, but it's stuff from the mutants and masterminds. Uh, so when you touch, you so you're going to touch it, and you're going to say, let's fuck this thing up. Mm-hmm. And so you touch it, and you intentionally force probabilities. And so you're like, you know, if it's drawing space from inside of the house, we're going to create a situation that's, both, that's probable mm-hmm. that can force this physical contortion of space to stop happening. What laws of physics do you know Okay, that can do that? So, uh, there are only four forces. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you have the strong nuclear force. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's that. Yeah. Weak force, no. Gravitational and electromagnetic. Those are the only other ones. That's what you want to do. <laughs> so I'm just saying, of the four fundamental forces of physics and of nature. Well, you're going you're gonna to make it chaotic? <laughs> yes. All right, so you, let's, you pull on the... The strings of probability. Okay. Mm-hmm. There, I mean, there are limits to conservation of mass and energy. Yeah. For it to be drawing more than is physically possible, mm-hmm. it has to be coming from somewhere else, right? Yeah. So it so, has to be something that is extra dimensional. So you're going to say, all right, let's have them lose track of the bounds of this extra dimensional space that they're gathering it from. Yeah. And you just need it for a second. Then it becomes a normal stairway. Okay. So you... You say, all right, so I know you, you, so you must be drawing on this fundamental forces from beyond Mm -hmm. our reality. Uh So you're like, let's go ahead and mess with that. Gravity has to exist everywhere. We Mm -hmm. do something that alters gravity. Okay. Break the things hold on on the stairs. Mm -hmm. So now it's no longer drawing mass from another dimension. They Uh just become regular stairs. Mm -hmm. Right. But when you look down at the bottom of the stairs, they weren't the same place that you entered from. Okay. Right, so now you're in a different part of the mansion entirely. Okay. So it was trying to keep us out of this area? Is that kind of the idea? That's mm-hmm. why it was an endless stairwell? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, <laughs> who do we have with you, Connor? Connor, yeah. So James, Con- James is probably dead. Yeah, so he goes, starts trying doors, because he's like, mm-hmm. that was really, really weird, and I don't... Did, like, did we hallucinate? Did I get vertigo for a second? Mm-hmm. Do you want to include him in on the... Existence I, of magic? Probably. I mean, like, if, if you're walking up an end, a seemingly endless stairwell and then all of a sudden it snaps back to a regular stairwell, you're probably going to be confused. <laughs> right, but it, if you want to break the illusion for him, you can. But he... Is he going to just run? <laughs> Is he a scaredy cat? Is that the idea? Like, oh, God. I'll introduce another complication. All right. Do you want to tell him or not tell him? I, I will tell him, yeah. Okay, so you, so you sit him <laughs> down and explain the situation to him. He's mm-hmm. like, oh, well, we, we have to get out of here. 
Uh-huh. I don't want to be in this this house anymore. Uh-huh. Right. So, do you want to take them out or? That's fine with me. They have bad luck, so I don't want them to die as a result of being in this house. I think James is already dead, though. I haven't okay. heard from him in a while. So before you proceed forward, um, Connor starts heading back down the stairs, and as he rounds the corner on the stairs, mm-hmm. he's gone. Okay. Right. So. So he's dead too. <laughs> He's not dead yet. The house has eaten two people. No. <laughs> That's not true yet. Okay. It could eat them, mm-hmm. and probably will pretty soon. Uh-huh. So you want to continue? Yes. So do you want to find them, or do you want to continue to where you were headed? No. So what I would like... No. I, I don't want to find them. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure, even though you're saying, no, they're just gone... They might be dead. Um, I'm going to go to try to find what this house has been trying to keep secret. Oh, you're mean. That's not a hero point, Christopher. Well, I'm, I'm not going to... No time to mourn the dead. All right, so you failed my complication, and so you did not get your hero point. <laughs> so you, you get back onto your dream world path, where this is one of the rooms that's connected to that main... Okay. study that you were in earlier mm-hmm. so if you, would you like to follow it forward yeah I want to find that room and see if there's anything that I actually can read now that I'm not in a dream quote unquote so we'll say it's like an internal hallway in a mansion where it's where there's no there's no outside presence there's no mirrors or anything mm-hmm. you're deep within it and the walls start getting closer and closer as the room seems to stretch longer and longer okay what would you like to do? So I'm never going to be able to reach the end? Well, it seems to be swallowing you into itself. Okay. This just seems like a paradox. That's all. It just seems like Zeno's paradox. And what is Zeno's paradox? It's that if you... Well, the idea is there's a limit to everything. It's like calculus. Mm-hmm. So there's a limit. You can keep getting closer and closer and closer to something, and you'll never quite reach it because you're closing the dif- you're not able to completely close the distance between you and it. And why is that? It's uh, it's just a word problem kind of thing. It is though. It's just like a weird little. So again, let's say that these the, these understandings that you have as a character uh, are different from what the one you're having as a player, but they're echoing in your mind and so they're innate things that you do okay rather than something you specifically choose Mm. but Zeno's paradox Mm -hmm. cannot stand beyond the power of probability Mm -hmm. so what if you were so in that same situation it comes up again with the green baby where you will continuously shrink the distance that you can travel Mm-hmm. the smaller and smaller that you get mm-hmm. so you reduce the magnitude and you'll never be able to approach it mm-hmm. as part of the word problem that's what if you did? basically it yeah. and so you will introduce a chaotic element to reality okay where you suddenly are able to traverse a great distance mm-hmm. so let's go ahead and roll to traverse great distance all right 13 lucky number 13 so that the house is able to beat you okay. in terms of your fortunate failure. So you do not instantly, with fortunate failure's powers, uh, allow yourself to overcome the bonds of reality. Mm-hmm. You do have probability control. Yeah. So let's 
Let's try this again. So we're going to burn one of your many hero points. And four. Okay, great. So it fails. And so as you do that, you're just like, this doesn't make any sense. So avoiding Zeno's paradox, you go, you twist reality again. Mm -hmm. And for some unknowable reason, you are able to gain a burst of speed. Okay. And you are able to get through the door as it caves in on itself and closes in around nothing because you're not there anymore. Mm -hmm. Or you could <laughs> do like a teleport. I guess that's also true. Distance and Close time and distance. mean absolutely nothing to teleporting. Mm -hmm. So let's say you did something akin to teleporting. Okay. And you were able to break out of this area. So mm -hmm. now you are in the study. Okay. What would you like to do? So I would like to see if there is anything in there that's identifiable or that I can actually read or if it is just like scribbles and nonsense and stuff like it was before. Okay, so we will ransack the area in order to find what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. So as you do that, this is in this is an outer part of the building now. Okay. Again, nothing about this alien house seems normal mm -hmm. because you went from an internal hallway into an external room with plenty of windows, but now it's completely dark outside. Okay. And Am I outside of space and time? No. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, there's nothing, like it was daylight, and then you said like it was just becoming like, what is it, sunset. Mm -hmm. And I don't feel like a lot of time has passed, and now all of a sudden there's nothing outside, it's all black. It's a weird house, Christopher. Okay. Uh, so, now there are, with no external light sources, the room is mostly covered in shadow. Mm -hmm. So in this room, you start peering around, and you hear a voice. Okay. From somewhere in the room. It always seems to be in the shadows okay. of the room, and you can't quite make out its form, but it talks to you. Okay. It says, can I help you? Yes. <laughs> what are you looking for? Uh, I'm looking for where I am. <laughs> he said it'll be uh, shut up he said, he said so you're asking for a short answer to a long problem please uh, introduce yourself to me and I'll be happy to help you okay oh what <laughs> oh this is this is Rumpelstiltskin isn't it <laughs> this is the power of a name. Can I lie to him? Yeah, you can try to lie. All right, let's try to lie to this little voice and say, oh, oh no, that's mean. So go ahead and roll the two dice. Okay, against. Yeah, keep right. track of which one's yours and which one's his. Two and four. <laughs> who's who's? Uh, mine is the two, no, mine's the four. His is the two, but I don't think that would really help. Yeah, so he he's smart enough to be like... I was just going to say, I don't know. Again, I'm an amnesiac, so... Well, you have a name, Alexander. I, I do, but I don't want to give him my name. Okay, so give him some other you name. say... My name I is... would say again, it's like uh, Ezra in Rebels. What is it? I'm Jabba. <laughs> and he says, oh no, I don't believe that. All right. If you give me your name, I'm happy to help you. I don't want to give this thing my name. <laughs> I don't. Okay. 
Is there, there, again, it's, it, it has to be something like that where it's one of those things where like, uh, you have to be like invited in and this is too invitational in this weird spot. Like it's too. But would your character know that? Would my character know yes. that? I don't know. I think it would be like a little apprehensive. To just outwardly give your name? Yeah, to like somebody. And not only that, I don't, yeah, all right. Why? I'm, I'm scared now. You're gonna try again? <laughs> I, I would wanna try again. Okay. How many hero points do I have? You have three. Sorry, I've already used you one. You start with one and you gained another one with okay. Weirdness Magnet. All right, so I'll try, we'll try again. It's not much better. Three and nine. I got a nine at least, but. Okay, so what's your second line that you give him? Um, so you, so oh, again, so sad. You, I was gonna say Connor. That's the only other name that I'm aware of. Just give them the names of the two other. So you take your your hands and you form the your Manu de Cornata, the one that Doctor Strange has. Uh huh. And so you. Again, you see all the possibilities of anything that could be, mm-hmm. and you start pulling on them into creating a, a stable reality where instead of you, where instead of failing, you succeed. Okay. So you want to tell, well, you can tell them the same lie again. I guess I could tell them the same lie again. Okay. I'm going to say Jabba again. <laughs> he says, okay, he says, Jabba, then I will be happy to help you. He said, I think that the book that you're looking for is right there. So he takes it and... Okay. In the sh- and so in the shadowy moonlight, you're able to point mm-hmm. out one book that stands out over the others. Mm-hmm. And he says, if you'd like to look into that. Okay. I think you can help yourself. All right, let's look at this book. All right, so you go and you touch the book. Does it have a title? It's the journal oh. of Jeremiah Wilkins. Oh, okay. Go ahead and turn it to this page. Okay. And... Speak the words. Again, this sounds so shady. Well, what does it say? He's, so it's it's a list of so there are there's a diary. You said diarrhea. Diarrhea diary. Yes, there's and there is a list of hastily scrawled rituals and okay magic words. Uh huh. So I have to say these magic words? Yes. Okay. Are you gonna do it? I might. Okay. I might actually do it, because I feel, I don't know, I feel like the name was the the weird part of that. I don't want to give this weird little shadow demon thing a name. Anyway. Okay, so as you approach it, you show reticence, and he's like, hurry, hurry, you're friends need you you've been gone an awful long time okay push you and push you and push you so you you speak the words in it and you do not know the language that they're in we'll say they're in aramaic or something Mm -hmm. so you say it and you activate the spell okay by saying this incantation so he said oh well i knew you had the the gift in you and as you say them these horrible whispers in your mind start growing louder and louder until they try to overcome you mm-hmm. and you pass out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, that's not good. 
And so, well, we'll find out <laughs> next time. So thank you for joining us on the first issue of Ars Arcanum. Okay. And I've been Evan. And I'm Christopher. See you guys later.